Hello, Leaguers, and welcome to Episode 4 of the League of Extra Nerdy Parents LXP Podcast, recorded on July 29th, 2014. This week, we have a special San Diego Comic-Con edition where the bulk of our news this week will come from what was revealed at the huge California Geek Fest that happens every year out there on the West Coast, a place that I know we all wish we could be, and maybe someday we will. This week, we also have a new feature. We will be hearing from our new kid correspondent, the Nerd Girl, and she'll be telling us some things about being a 13-year-old nerd and the things that she loves. Um, We'll also talk about the things we've been up to over the past couple of weeks with family time and grown-up time, and we will end this week's podcast with a classic film review of The Princess Bride. I am your host, G-Man, and with me, as always, are the other members of the League. Uh, Hop here. Hey, this is Fonz. And J.E. All right, so we're going to jump right in because we have a lot to talk about with San Diego Comic-Con. Unfortunately, we are not at San Diego Comic-Con. We could pretend. It is about as far away from us in the continent of the United States as it can be when we're up here in beautiful New England. Hopefully, someday, you know, our our, uh, bucket list, I'm sure it's on everybody's bucket list, is getting out to see San Diego Comic-Con firsthand and... And I think basically seeing the back of somebody's head most of the time because of the crowds. Um, But just to say that I was there, I'd love to be there. But um, lots of stuff came up this week, uh, this weekend, I should say, with the con. Uh, First of all, let's talk about Marvel, Um, Ant-Man, Avengers 2, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy sequel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Agent Carter were all at the Marvel booth this year. So um, I'm going to throw it out to you guys, any of these topics, anything that you read or saw that you want to... Focus on first. We talk Marvel first. Love the Avengers 2 poster. That thing is, is sick. It's great. It's like, I think we were talking about it before this, that it's it's several posters all in one. It's got a... I, yeah, I actually want to pull that up now so I can yeah, it's look got, at it. It's got a, the Vision, which I think is, was the big uh, uh, reveal that the Vision's costume looks very much like the comic costume with the red and the green yeah. um, with... Who is it doing the vision? Paul Bettany? Oh, yeah, yeah. Paul Bettany, who's yeah, done the voice of Jarvis exactly. up to this point, and he is going to play Vision. Cool. It pulled him, pulled him out from behind the, the microphone, which is good. Um, and I know Ant-Man looks looks amazing. That, well, the cast, at least, looks amazing. Yeah. What is the rest of the cast? I know, what's his name? Uh, Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is playing Scott Lang, who in right, the comics was the second Ant-Man, and I believe that it's Michael Douglas who's playing Henry Pym, who is the... Um, He's the classic, the original right. man character, the guy who created the Pym so, particles that make you small and big. And so they've obviously changed the origin of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Tony Stark apparently is going to yeah, invent so Ultron. One I guess I in the third Iron Man movie, if you saw it, I saw it with you two, two of you guys, yes. yep. Hoff and Fonz, and I saw it together, and they were mad at me because I didn't like it after we left the I theater. Like still theater. mad at you. Actually. Yeah, yeah they still, they're still harboring <laughs> grudge. But yeah, apparently that, that, that movie, one of the things that came out of it is that he learned how to remotely control his armor, and they had oh, kind of an AI, they, so this yeah. is going to be building on that idea that the AI will be going to lose its mind, which is what happens in the comics, is that Ultron decides the only way to protect humans is to destroy them. It's yeah, the only except way to... Hank invented them. Right, except Hank Pym. Right. Them, but yeah, he's not going to invent this particular version of Ultron. So, is Ant-Man coming out first? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Is it? I think Avengers 2 is May, right? Let me see. I'm looking at... Yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man's going to be the beginning of Phase 3, so it's going to follow Avengers. It's going to be the summer. Okay, that makes sense. It'll be the summer release. The spring release will be... It says will July be, 2015. Right, yeah. and, and uh, Avengers is May, I think, right? May release? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, Ant-Man's going to kick off the Mighty Marvel Phase 3. Cool. Sweet. I'm looking fun- forward to Ben Affleck's cameo as Daredevil. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's going to be pretty awesome. That's yeah, that's interesting. Is Daredevil that ever going to? Yeah, it's be? actually they're they're doing that Netflix series, and it's supposed to air in 2015. Oh, they're doing a Netflix series. Yeah, there are four Netflix series that they announced quite some time ago: Daredevil, Power Man, Jessica Drew, and Iron Fist. They're each going to have a 13-episode series on Netflix, and they're going to have a fifth series called The Defenders, which is going to bring all four characters together, and it's going to be part of the Was continuity. Was Power Man part of that? Power Man. I, I heard it's like street-level heroes, you know, so guys that fight fight crime, like not cosmic, but they fight like you know crime lords and stuff, right, like right. Batman style. So, so we'll work on television. Yeah, stuff. you're going to see all those characters come to light in the next hundred years or so. Guardians of the Galaxy is getting awesome reviews Dude, already, I, yeah. which Amazing. pumps me up. The last two weekends, movie. I've been like, all right, we're going Saturday, and I completely forgot the Was it out thing. yet? Because no. it comes out on the first. Right. No, I completely <laughs> you keep, just, yeah. keep just psyching not. yourself up and, and to let yourself down. If we this listen week. back like two podcasts, I'm, I'm the one like, eh, I don't know, maybe it'll be all right. By the time this, now year, this gets posted, probably it will be in theater. So it's just Friday, Hopefully you've seen it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely going to go this weekend one way or another. Yep. Me too. I'm making like solid plans. To yeah. Hoping to. One thing that I do that works out really awesome is I work from home on Fridays, so I'll get tickets for the IMAX for like a <coughs> five o'clock or five thirty show. Just start work and a few hours early and duck out to go to the movie, and yeah. no one's there. You know, because you're you going can, to the early show. Right? Yeah, into the IMAX you get reserved. You can get reserved seating at the private yeah. IMAX, so you can pick out some nice seats, especially if you order ahead. But usually the those shows where it's during the workday and most people can't make them anyway. Yeah, you can get really good seats even a few days before. So that's my like go-to tactic if I don't plan the, ahead. The massive crowd. Are you bringing the kids? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'll bring both of them. Oh, let me know. Maybe both I'll of them come have along. fun. All right, I will. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll be in Canada next week, so I'll be seeing it in French. Oh. No, just kidding. <laughs> we'll be in Ontario, so I'll see it in English. But I will definitely be seeing it while I'm I'm on vacation. Um, my wife has already accepted that. I will be vanishing for a couple hours. In fact, I think she wants to come. Yeah, so they've announced the sequel already. And yeah, I, Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it's at uh, with 31 or 32 reviews. It's at 97% wow. on Rotten Tomatoes, wow, awesome. which is very heartening. And um, I want, I'm a big fan of the director, James Gunn. I love his films, I think I brought it up, and I want nothing but success for that guy because he's amazing. I'm sure that you brought it. Can you remind me of Because I'm he, not familiar He with did it. a film called The Specials years ago. He, he wrote it. I don't believe he directed it. He starred in it, too, um, about a group of dysfunctional superheroes. Like what, what, I might have seen you know, that. What the Avengers would do if they never had any villains to fight. They sit around getting angry and fighting with each other and stuff. And What were the, the superheroes? Just remind me. Uh, there was The Great Strobe. It was Thomas Hayden Church. And okay, Rob Lowe plays The Weevil. Yeah, I, I, I think that. I showed Weevil. it to you guys. Yep. Um, and then he wrote and directed Slither. He also wrote Tromeo and Juliet, an old trauma film takeoff of, um, of Romeo and Juliet, which I actually wrote about in a grad paper once. Um, he also most recently... Did uh, Super, that movie with Rain Wilson. That one I saw. He wrote and directed that one, and he's in it too. He plays the devil oh. in a PSA thing. Um, he's a, I think he's an amazing young director. He's not that young. He's in his 40s. But he's an amazing up-and-coming talent, and I hope that he does well with this film. I'm looking forward to seeing it a great deal. And the reviews have been stellar. And it's not just like some guy with a website. It's like Variety Magazine and, oh, yeah. and all these some pretty powerful reviewers in there that are liking it. So Only one poor review so far. So Cool. You know what I love about all these comic book movies is that um, you can bring your kids. Yeah. You can totally do that. Yeah. You know, they're they're all rated 
the PG thirteen, yeah, right. you can bring them. That's awesome. And I, because I, that's not always the case at all. The the vibe I get from this one is not only that I'm hearing that it's good, but what their um, their angle is is that it's funny. So I think they're going for a really good comic, not comic book value, but comic like funny value. So I think it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, that'll know, be a lot of fun. Not so much on the action side, which I'm sure it'll have. But no, they're uh, saying it's very funny and the effects are amazing. Those were always that's why I always like so. Spider-Man because he was joking around and yeah. always, you know. Now, do you think there'll be a post-credit to to Avengers Two? There's definitely oh, yeah. a post-credit like scene it. because James Gunn, I, I follow him on Facebook. And Twitter has said that there is a post-credit scene. He did not allow anybody who saw the film before the release date to see it. He said he only wanted the true fans who go from the day it releases on to be able to see it. So any press that got to see it early, they don't get to see that part. They have to go back and see it again. He just wants them to pay for another Maybe. (laughs) Either way, it's a smart move. Weekend numbers, and up. every day of opening weekend will show a different post credit scene. <laughs> so yeah, so we got Ant Man and Avengers. We talked a little about Great Guardians. What about the Doctor Strange? The casting rumors continue with Doctor Strange. Benjamin Cumberbatch was actually in talks. He revealed that he was talking to Marvel Studios about playing Doctor Strange, and now they're looking at possibly Joaquin Phoenix <clears throat> playing the crazy Doctor. What do you guys think about? Well, he's, he's pretty crazy. crazy. He's yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, he'll work out well. I would love Benjamin Cumberbatch. I, I can't say his name without laughing. Um, <laughs> Cumber- is that Benedict's? Ben- is he related to Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh no, it is Ben. Or is it? It's written wrong. Oh, I, I, oh, okay. I wrote Benjamin Cumberbatch. It's Benedict. <laughs> In the show notes, it says Benjamin. I didn't Cumberbatch. know if he had a brother. Yes. Yeah, it's Benedict. Oh, my bad. He, he's great. And all the Sherlock fans are like, he's really all this time. I was just hoping his brother was as good as he was. <laughs> we all said. Uh, yeah, so... And then um, for TV, they've got the Agent Carter series. And if you don't know, that's the woman that Captain America fell in love with in the first movie. The and she's super oh, yes. wicked old in the second Captain America super movie. Super wicked old. Super wicked old. That's my New England accent <laughs> way coming old. out. She's like way old. <laughs> um, and she's like got dementia and stuff in the new movie. Because she's like... 60 years older or 70 oh, okay, years older. Okay. Yeah, so that there's a series based on her, and she supposedly is the one that started S.H.I.E.L.D. Is she um, going right. to be old? And, uh, no, she's going to be young. <laughs> no, it's that old woman right? with dementia show? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what I mean. I do not that's advocate funny. for any of this. So we're not making fun of old No, just that's, that wouldn't be a great show. <laughs> Tune in next week. Tune in next yeah. week when she can't find um, the pudding. <laughs> Or it's just the same. Or it's just a rerun okay. every week. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> this week she hides her own Easter egg. Oh, just, this is going oh, down fast. No, this is not what we want yeah. this podcast to be. So let's move no, on. But can we, <laughs> I know one more joke. But last one. Go hot. It's your joke. No, it not better joke. be good. Forget it. Let's move on. I, I wasn't going to say a joke. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just wondering if she could carry this. I mean, she's a minor character in a, you know, just introductory movie for Captain America. Um, She's hot. She's, you know. When she's older. No, this is going to be set back, right? Yeah, it's going to be set in the in the forties. Yeah, after Captain America. Murder she wrote. Gone. Yeah, (laughs) Angela Lansbury. Murder she thought she wrote. (laughs) Shield she wrote. 
Um, All right. Anyway, so uh, at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they announced that they are going to have a second season, and Patton Oswalt is joining the cast um, as Agent Koenig, one of many. There's like three Agent Koenigs, but I'm not going to explain that here. Um, but, and apparently Mockingbird, the character of Mockingbird, the superhero from the Avengers, is supposed to be a character on this new season. So as I've been hoping that this series would do, they're drawing in some of the minor characters from the Marvel Universe and including them instead of just creating all these new characters over and over again, which people really didn't really respond to very much. So yeah. it, came on, it came on kind of strong in the first season, the first beginning of the first season. It got really boring. I agree. And then it got good at the end again. Yeah. And I'm it hoping nearly it, lost me in the middle. Yeah. I was like, jeez, I don't know. And it, it, but it did come back. Well, I have hope. All right, so that's, that's Marvel news. Any other Marvel news that I'm not thinking of that you guys want to bring up from Comic-Con? I'm sure um, there's other things. We may yeah, come across them. I'm sure there was. So DC, now, here's where things get interesting. And this is a topic that I want to bring up with the crew today. Um, and if you have comments and ideas, please, please, um, on our Facebook or, or Twitter, Twitter or go to our website and uh, make comments. The Batman versus Superman test foot. Well, the footage, the teaser came out. I don't know if anyone. I, I know I saw it. Fonz has seen it. I don't know, Jay. Did you get a chance I to didn't find know. it? It, it, it goes up. It gets pulled down right away because it's you know it's a camera phone version and it's bouncing around. Oh, that can, one. I didn't even think it was real. Yeah, it, no, it's real, and I saw it. Um, was it the glowing eyes that threw you? The up? glowing eyes is not real. No, so that's what got me. I'm like, why is it looking at eyes glowing? Um, well, just to describe it really quickly, um, if you haven't had a chance to see it, because Warner keeps pulling it down as soon as someone posts it, um, you have they show Batman. It's like a dark and stormy night, and there's Batman on a rooftop, and it's Ben Affleck wearing what looks like the armor from the um, Dark Knight comic, where he fights Superman in that armor that Frank Miller comic. Oh, right. Um, he's standing on a rooftop. He pulls a tarp down, and underneath it is the bat symbol, and it's the light up thing, that big spotlight. And he, Turns it on, and for some reason, sparks come flying out of it. Like it must be the most poorly constructed electronics ever, because he pulls the switch and sparks fly out, and it shoots the bat signal into the sky. And the camera pans up; you can see Batman's eyes are glowing white. So he's got like the night vision thing going on. It pans up, and there's Superman hovering in the bat signal, and his eyes are lighting up red. And then it shows a close up of Batman; his eyes are lighting up uh, white, and then it gives us the logo, the Batman versus Superman logo. Um, and everybody in the hall that's seeing this because completely poops himself. Like they're screaming <laughs> and they're, oh my God. Um, the question I want to ask you guys, because they also reveal things like Wonder Woman's costume and we'll talk about that in a minute, but the bigger question is with Comic-Con in general, particularly in this case, are we too rabid to accept whatever these studios are feeding us? Because... What they've been doing over the past however many years is every Comic-Con, they give you a chunk, like a tiny taste mm -hmm. of something, a, a trailer, a piece of the footage, and everybody loses their mind mm -hmm. over it. <laughs> and then we go see the movie a year and a half later or whatever, and we're like, nah. Yeah. Godzilla, for example, there was some test footage last year of the Godzilla or some initial footage, and people were like going crazy over it. And I saw Godzilla, and it was not that good. Um, Man of Steel. We, they did the same thing last year. Showed a little bit of the punching and everything, and everyone's like, wow! And then you see the movie, and it's like two hours of that. Yeah. And they blow up an entire city, <clears throat> and people are like, meh. <laughs> so are, are we too quick to get too excited about things before we know what the final product is? Or am I just being too cynical in this case? Am I not allowing myself to be excited when I feel like Transformers and Godzilla and Man of Steel and Spider-Man, 
these movies have disappointed me. So I'm like being healthily skeptic, healthily skepticism. What do you think? I think you can do both. I think you can get excited for the trailer and get excited for the new costumes. Like I, I'm still very skeptical of the Batman, Superman, especially the Affleck part of it. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not sure about it. But I think he's a talented enough actor to, to, to pull it off. Do I see it in any of his previous work? No, I, I don't. I don't. I see him. I love him in other stuff. But to look at the trailer and get excited—that's kind of the whole point. Is you get a little tease and you don't get to be critical of the whole movie. So yeah, get excited and just enjoy it for, for what it is. That's that's what I say. I, don't know. I agree. I think uh, you could look at any of the movies that came out and you could say you know they, the the, movie, uh, the trailer was really great and. But the movie was was bad. But we forget about the the movies where we watch the trailer, and it's equally as good. I mean, look at I, it, look at Avengers. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I prefer as well. I'd prefer that they release a good trailer and just like like Snowpiercer. That movie is going under the radar, and it's is it Snowpiercer, right? Um, it's going under the radar, and it's a fantastic movie. And you hear all these great things about it. That gets me more excited. And I don't. I've seen the trailer, but I don't. I haven't seen the movie yet. So I would forego the, the great trailer for a great movie. But when the first, you know, when they re-released or did the prequels to Star Wars, you know, it's all over the trailers. It was just like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Right. Yeah, that's a really good example of what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. we saw those trailers and we're like, oh, the world is back, Star Wars. And but then we, we saw so this. starved like, at that point. Uh, it's yeah. just like, yeah. so many years. But yeah, now we're not starved now, are we? No, like, we're, there's no, no, way no. much no. of Maybe this that's stuff. why you're like, um, am yeah. I being cynical? Because yeah. there's, there's literally, every week, you've got a slew of trailers that, wow, that one was cool. Like, we were just talking about the Mad Max. Like, oh my God, that one looks incredible. It's just, I mean, Apple's preview store is like you know three hours worth of fun oh yeah <laughs> it's, 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 it's very me and the kids watch it some days there's nothing to do yeah that's, that's, that's what i do and like finish a show or something and i only have 20 minutes before i want to go to bed i just go through trailers all that's yeah. like yeah. like so I watching a series of commercials for fun yeah. seriously like, yeah right it's like this. hey let's watch the new downy commercial and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well if it was if it had in a world in a world <laughs> i love watching the trailers and getting excited for the movies and being leaked things continuously over time it just extends the experience but i think it well, i think what it does is it uh, it magnifies the extremes you either like how awesome is it when you know of a movie as it's developing and you read the news about it as things come out, yeah. and you get things given to you a little bit out of a time, and it just makes you that much more excited. And then you go, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And right. then you leave, and you talk about it with whoever you are with, That's... and and it's just awesome when that happens, right? But how <laughs> horrible is it when it's the same situation and the movie just is horrible, yeah, and just ruins it? Just ruins everything. It's like all the good parts were in the <laughs> yeah. preview, right? <laughs> I I try not to. I try to always leave. Like make the best of it and and have a good time, but it, it's a bummer when it doesn't live up to your expectations. the The danger with all of the leaked footage and and being given all these trailers up in advance is that um, they may it's spoilers. Man, I, I hate it when they do that. I They're don't getting like spoilers. better in sometimes, but still, there's just there's still some movies where I shut the trailer off halfway through because I just don't want to get spoiled. Right, it happened with Godzilla. I mean, it didn't end up being great, but I was very excited for it. We were all looking forward to it. And then uh, I think the week before the movie, they released the the longer trailer where they started showing the the bad guys, the bad yeah. monsters. I was like, I don't want to see them. I didn't want to I see agree, them until right. I'm there. 
you know, there's always that danger with trail. Obviously, there's that danger with trailers, yeah. but I think um, I think they're getting better with it. At as long as they don't get into spoiler territory, like you said, <laughs> they keep it exciting. Yeah. Um, Give you glimpses. Yeah. This yeah. footage Visually. is there's no spoiler at all. It's almost nothing happens. And Batman turns on a light, and there's Superman. oh yeah, and that's it. That's all you get. And, well, and I'd be like willing a... to bet that that won't even be in the final film. Probably yeah. not. No, it won't even. Leaked. You won't even see that scene in the final movie. It's just enough to get the fans going right. and to build the buzz behind the film. That's the best idea for a trailer in my mind. Is extra footage or yeah. a prequel to the movie or. Right. Some sort of scene that doesn't even end up in the movie, or switch it around so like what happens in the trailer is mashups of scenes that kind of mislead you even. Yeah, things well, that, like that. Yeah, are, that's yeah. and that's what they what should do. Trailers. It should be mashups misleading you. They should not give you the storyline at all. In my a good trailer for me yeah. is just all about the visuals, get you pumped up, and and not give away the story. Like sometimes. unless you have no story to give away. <laughs> Sadly, that's the case. Sometimes <laughs> that might be. But I, I feel like sometimes it's the old uh, the, the journey is better than the destination kind of thing. Actually yeah, getting there, definitely. Yeah. Watching the different scenes, getting excited about it. And, you know, when you get to the movie, sometimes, let's, let's admit it, most of the time it isn't quite what you've worked up in your mind. Especially if you've, uh, not to skip ahead to anything that, that uh, Jackson's done. But <laughs> I won't even get We'll get that. there. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to The Hobbit. Set Don't your worry. expectations we low. We know you're you ready. You've got yeah. a pre-planned rant for that one. And- we are anxious to hear it. I know I am. <laughs> no joke. Um, yeah, all right. So that said, what do you think about the where this film is shaping up? They revealed the costume for Wonder Woman. Um, Wait, they re- say that again? They revealed Wonder Woman's costume. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> okay, next time you just warn me on that one. Give me the old high sign that that's coming. Um, yeah, so we have the Wonder Woman costume. The, the pics are all over the internet. And... Um, you also, The Rock has also kind of, not that he's going to be in this film, but he's hinted that he's going to play Shazam Great. in a future film or maybe even show up in this one. They have a cyborg, or the guy who's going to eventually be cyborg cast. Uh, Jason Momoa is bandied around. His name's being bandied around to be Aquaman somewhere in this strange. film, possibly. That's, that's strange. such an odd cast. <laughs> yeah. The film is called Dawn of Justice, which I assume to mean the dawn of the Justice League, that right. the end of the film would be them forming the team, and then it will lead into a Justice League film. Um, they're just kind of taking the quick jump. from Avengers did it with individual character films mm-hmm. and then went to the Avengers. This is just like, we don't have time. Let's just do a Superman movie, and we'll do one with Batman, and then we'll go to Justice League um, to be competitive, to build a brand. So um, what do you think about the costume, the rumors, the possibilities for this film? Uh, I'm excited <laughs> for it. I think, I think those are two great characters. I'm really interested to see what they'll do with Batman in the film. I just... You know, he's supposed to be older. You know, ignore the fact that it's Affleck. He's supposed to be older. He's are they, are they that's continuing the on? He's from in the, his forties, so it's yeah. about you know Batman. You figure he's twenty years on the street by then. Are they right. keeping the continuity between the Nolan movies? No, so no. it's completely completely different guy. Okay, different Batman. I just like that. I like the fact that he's older, and I I like the thought that he's going to correct what Superman did in the first movie, which was destroy the city and put a yeah. lot of people in harm. Do you and, think they'll? Go back to the detective aspect of it. Or you think I would imagine that action. if you watch the newer or read the comics, whenever you deal with the Justice League and Batman, he knows he can't go. Right, he can't hang with these other guys. Even Aquaman, like right. we make fun of him, but Aquaman is extraordinarily powerful guy. Right, um, he can't hang. With, he's the strategist. 
He's yeah. the one that leads the team that tells them what to do. He knows how to find the weaknesses in the enemies, and I believe that's the Batman we're getting in this new that's series. That's what of I was films. hoping. The hard, you know, kind of rock hard veteran who's been on the streets in the grit. He sees everything coming. Like he's yeah. he's got it all played out. But honestly, mind. how hard is it to fight crime when you can tap everyone's cell phones and get a three D map of absolutely any position in the city? <laughs> the super- <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Well, how hard is it to fight crime when you're essentially a god, you know, which is Superman, you know, like, he's pulling, in the the Man of Steel, he's pulling uh, uh, satellites out of orbit. He's like, don't spy on me. (laughs) Throws a satellite on the ground. Oh, right, yes. So, you know, Batman, that's what he has going for him. And again, if you haven't had a chance to see um, the Justice League, the new Justice League, New 52 animated film, it's worth seeing, because that's the Batman I think we're going to see. Yeah, well, they do that a little bit in... Like most of the cartoon series, I think. Yeah, the Bat Computer, remember? He would feed a bunch of stuff into it and it would spit out the answer. He wasn't a detective. He just had a really good (laughs) good Wikipedia. He was like, (laughs) They ran a marathon. I'm going to Google the Riddler. Oh, look, he just checked in on Pinterest. He just checked in uh, Foursquare. <laughs> He's right down the street. Let's go arrest him, Robin. Why would it come out in a piece of paper? That's hey, and like, it's a long, thin ticker yeah, tape. Yeah, it's like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm probably on the other side. I'm I'm not super excited for this movie yet. Um, I, the Dark Knight trilogy was just so awesome. I know, that's why I... For me, and it was just, it was the Batman I wanted. The, mm-hmm. the gritty, you know... Follow up Batman with weaknesses and everything. Yeah, uh, who who just went out and kicked butt. That was the Batman I liked, um, and the Superman movie had flaws. I liked it. I, I liked. I went on Father's Day, and it was a nice Father's Day movie. Yeah, it's kind of like what it had. Though. Well, he, two yeah. dads die in right? the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a great right, Father's Day movie. But I knew it was Father's Day. <laughs> but uh, you know, you pull those two together, and, and you're you're taking. Uh, going to take one character where, for me, it's going to be hard to do better than what has just been done, and then you take another character where the other movie wasn't great. I liked it though. I didn't. I did not like it. I just it wasn't a top uh, yeah. Marvel movie for me. So we'll we'll see. But then again, I love being surprised. So it's probably going to be a win totally for me anyway. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll see. I'm anxious to see it. I know you know everyone's going to go. We're, people will hem and haw on the internet. Yeah. And hate on Ben Affleck, but you know, you assholes are all gonna go see this movie. We're all gonna oh, give our money over, yeah. and we're gonna go, and it's gonna make a billion dollars, whether it's good or not. No, but the thing is, we all love to go to the movies. We're gonna go to no matter whether it's good or bad. Whether you know, you could tell me it's bad, I'm still gonna go see it. It's how you come out of it. Like, did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? You know, right? That's what the movies are supposed to do. It's supposed yeah. to entertain us. Yeah. And our kids. I mean, it's really... Yeah, it's, uh, yeah getting back on that. Yeah. Exactly. So if we bring the kids to this, they're really looking forward to just seeing Batman. They're really looking forward to seeing Superman. And, uh, of course, Wonder Woman's supposed to be in it, too. Which yes. Is, it, which is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings... It's interesting, because she's really, uh, what, the one of the only... Who else, who else could they bring out in DC that... Female characters? Yeah. Supergirl, Power Girl. Who's the... uh, Well, since the girl's really rolled off of uh, Superman. Who's... um, Yeah, I know. It's funny that the the Hawk Girl, a lot of the DC heroes, female heroes, are always... Yeah, she's an exception. They were all kind of like female archetypes of the the male heroes. Batgirl. Yeah, I I couldn't stand that. It always had to be... Batgirl. Like well, I, Wonder I, Woman's the original. She, yeah, she's she the only... Like I like those. Like, that's 1938, why I like, first comic. It, it, provi- it gives them a great opportunity to kind of introduce this 
this woman who's supposed to be strong. Yeah. Uh, not like you said before, not a roll off of. Uh, now, is she going to fly? I don't know. Don't I hope know. not. I, I would. I'm guessing no. Judging yeah. from they did that recently. They gave her. She can in the comics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of a sudden she can fly. She doesn't. She's uh, a jet anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, one of the things that came out when the the image of her was released that that some people are commenting on positively or negatively is that she doesn't have the figure of the one woman in the comics. She's not this unbelievably proportioned woman, giant, you know, really? well endowed woman. She's a kind of a slender, athletic female. You know, Gal Gadot is a Perfect. slender, athletic female, and and I I think that's good. I think that they're, you know they're not exploiting this character to make her a sex object. She's going to be because she's Wonder Woman, and, right. and it's Hollywood. That's, and that's the way to. it is. Yeah, well, but she's not. You know, super buxom. No, but she should kick ass and take names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. She's got to keep up with, with the big boys. In a way, that's kind of maybe it. I'm starting to think that that might be the thing I'm, I'm going to look at the most. Yeah. Not to be weird, but it's going <laughs> to be... Uh, no, really. I mean, it's, what are we it's going to be an Scarlet interesting thing to introduce. Johansson as Black Widow, Black Widow right? Yeah. She's the one that was keeping up with the boys in that one. But she's all, she's kind of cold and... Yeah. You know what I mean? And she was also down to the level of Hawkeye. She, was, she didn't have any superpowers. Right. So this is a this yeah. Is no, a, I, she has powers. So yeah, I, I should be interested. She can she's she can go toe to toe with Superman. She's that strong. I, I'm Great. actually more interested because we've seen Superman and Batman. Well, not this iteration of Batman, but these two have not seen the screen yet, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And when I say these two, Aquaman, yeah, and um, are they going to have Flash too? I would hope. Um, I don't know. The Flash TV series is going to start yeah, this in the fall. I don't know if they're going to bring his character in at some point. If the okay, same actor. So, I don't know. The ones we know of are yeah. Aquaman and, and her, so I'm looking forward to So on to that note, some other things that, that DC revealed <laughs> is the new trailer for Gotham was a very cinematic trailer, focusing a lot on the Penguin, oddly. Mm. You even say, didn't you ever tell you? Because he showed them walking, and he's got some kind of a problem the way he walks, and they say, I want to tell you, we walk, you look like a penguin, and he's like, I've never heard that. Kind of a cool, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the, to the Gotham series, but we've talked about that already. They, you know, the same stuff came down about Flash and Arrow. They have some new trailers you can check online. Yeah. We talked about that already in a previous episode. And uh, Constantine, which we haven't talked at all about, the guy that hunts ghosts uh, and spirits, he's kind of like a uh, supernatural detective character, DC character, is going to have his series. So DC's really pulling out all the stops. They're just firing on all cylinders with their characters, getting as much out there as possible, taking advantage of their... The machine gun approach. Yeah, so... I will more, we'll talk more about this in the fall when we have the chance to actually see some of these shows. If you're interested in any of this stuff, make sure you post to our Facebook page, tweet, whatever. Let us know what you're interested in and we'll make sure that we cover it. Um, other things outside of the big DC Marvel world, we have the World of Warcraft movie was announced yeah. um, at Comic-Con this year. And it's going to focus on, from what I understand, the relationship between the humans and the orcs. I've played, and Fonz I know is on and on again, off again, yep. Warcraft player. Jay know. mentioned that he was considering starting accounts with his daughter. I don't know if that ever happened. Nope, did didn't didn't end up doing it yet. <laughs> um, better or worse. But it's the number one multi-media, multiplayer, multi, what is it? MMORPG, MMO. online role-playing game in the world. And uh, it definitely is a hot property. So no casting or anything, but I mean, it's cool that they've it's announced much it. much open territory. Yeah, it can be anything. <laughs> There's no, everyone builds their own characters. What's it, is it going to be live action or animated? I or think it's live action. I just hope it's I as think. good as Dungeons and Dragons. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I hope it's as good as <laughs> oh, Dungeons God, and Dragons. Yeah. We're the TV show? Or the we were talking about Marlin the TV Wings. show the, and the movie we were talking about. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Someday maybe we'll tackle that one. 
when we need we have to dedicate the whole episode to how horrible that movie is. But Jeremy <laughs> and I are chewing the scenery. <laughs> you do like a mystery science theater yeah. episode. Oh Pretty my much. god! Um, also, the Simpsons and the Family Guy. Family Guy are crossing over, and there's a five minute preview of a one hour. I think it's going to be one hour crossover between these. Finally, these two series are crossing over. Or oh my god, they're going to cross these series over. However you feel about it. Uh, the series was contrived by, um, oh my god, Seth MacFarlane, who went to Rhode Island School of Design and was in college when I was in college in Providence as well. Um, we were roughly the same age, and not that I ever met him or anything, but, you know, Callhog is based in Rhode Island. It's a fictional town of Rhode Island, and Peter's a Rhode Islander, Pawtucket Brewery, Pawtucket Patriot Brewery and everything. It's Pawtucket and Springfield is Springfield. Springfield is, no, no nobody knows where Springfield <laughs> is. Um, Although there are many clues, and supposedly you can figure it out. Yeah, I never bothered. But I never I bothered that kind either. of time on my hands <laughs> to try to figure out which Springfield they're talking about. But um, so they announced that, and it looks like Peter and, and uh, Homer are going to have a big fight, a la Peter versus the chicken. The chicken, oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, they also announced The Last of Us, which is an awesome PlayStation video game. PS3 is going to be a movie, and I. If anyone is anyone else besides me played this game, no, I don't the know. The question I would ask those of you that have played it is why the game itself is a great enough story that you don't. What would you do? Just show us the game, because the game has that story. It has a, a story arc and characters, and has a beginning and it has an ending, and it's that's what made it so great. So why do we need a movie based on a, a basically a movie? That you can play. It's just not as cool because you're not allowed to play. You just have to sit there and watch it happen. So I don't know. I'm not sure I understand. Was it why an apocalypse? It's a zombie-ish kind of zombie-ish, thing. Zombie-ish, yeah. okay. They're going to have an Evil Dead TV series. Not that's family-oriented. I'm sure not going to watch that with my son. Yeah. Um, I can't Could imagine. that be as good as Walking Dead? I don't know. I mean... It's going to be a knockoff. That's, well, that's funny, some hefty maybe. competition. Yeah. To go up against. Well, it would be funny. Probably maybe maybe have something. Maybe. Yeah. Evil Dead, could, they could go that. Yeah, sure. maybe. Well, Sam Raimi's producing, I understand. Oh, great. He's oh, not okay. going to do anything other than just put his name on it, I think. Get a little gash on Is it. Is the chin in it? I don't know. I th- he's got to be involved in some way. Yeah. Um, but I think we want to move to... we got to get Fonz's pedestal don't even, there. I don't even... The Hobbit. Uh, the Hobbit. They wow. revealed the trailer for the final... <laughs> the trilogy... <laughs> Of movies based on a book shorter than any one of the Lord of the Rings books. They made three movies out of The Hobbit. Um, the last movie. That's not a cash. Battle. Yeah, it's not a cash grab or anything to make three movies. And I did laugh when they said the final, the defining yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah. Right, sure right. it is. Yeah. I'm like, the Silmarillion yeah, until they still get the open. Silmarillion <laughs> rights. Well, they extend don't extend that longer. Why do they need that? They just make crap up. They just mm. add characters yeah. and stuff, no and problem. add scenes and create conflict that doesn't yeah. exist. Bilbo's going to be wheeled in two axes. And they call it an adaptation. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> since the first film came out, my good friend Fonz here, uh, he's Very, been he's been beside himself. So, get, I'm going to I'm going to turn things over to him so he can <laughs> finally use this as a forum for to greet to air his grievances about this these series of films. So, it's all you. Before I get into anything, I just have to I, I will go see it. It's just thanks to Hoff, he told me, you know, Henry loved it. Yeah, don't ruin Luke it for your kid. It. It's right. If you That's don't right. want to like it, <laughs> and no, seriously, son of a bitch. If you if don't it. ruin it, no, he, uh, you got a lifetime of loving these books and 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 this stuff. He's just getting into it. That's right. That's don't right. ruin it for him. But what's going to happen when he goes back and reads, reads it? the books? He'll like it better. Hopefully. Do you think he'll like it better? I think he'll be bored. But you like the books better. I did, but it's it's because that was all that existed. No, I I, I have to disagree because. No, this is going to go off on a tangent, but Game of Thrones, I've been watching the series, yep. which is, it's probably better than you don't like the movies. 
But then I go back and read the books, and right. I like the books better. Okay. Because it fills in what the show didn't do. Yours yeah. is a little different because the movie's adding things yep. as opposed to leaving them out. So maybe you've, you've definitely got an argument there. Adding things? It changes the whole... Yeah, I, every character has now been changed I, and that's to the problem. I can't amazing even fighters when they're supposed to be yep. and then not amazing fighters when they're... When they're uh, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, well, I, the, what the they've stuff done they to Bilbo build. alone is, is, ridic- is, is foolish. Yeah. They made him terrified and never picked up a sword in his life and all of a sudden he's fighting battle it, it yeah it ruined that one orcs. moment when he was brave and did do something yep. now he's got a multitude of you know battles that he's yeah like, it's just uh, that and I, I to that the the battle of five armies is just so there's so much going on yeah. that I think they're just gonna he's gonna Jackson the heck out of it <laughs> do the it do the elves be, show up in the book in, were they one of the five armies? Yes. They were. Yeah. Yes. Oh, right. Yep. I elves, haven't read dwarves, in a few years. The elves, the dwarves, the eagles, eagles the, the hawks, and uh, oh, the eagles and the hawks. <laughs> <laughs> the elves, the dwarves, the humans, right? <laughs> yeah. The orcs the people, the... and the eagles, yeah. right? Right. And they're all fighting for the treasure that's in right. Misty. Is it Misty Mountain? Well, there's a whole thing about the. Uh, I don't know if I should even. Is this spoiler territory? No, I, I mean know. the books have been out forever. I mean we don't know what the movies are gonna. Really just, just tread it's lightly. It's all about the all. sensitivity of, of, of Bilbo trying to make peace ahead of time, and I, I don't know if they're going to even do that. No, he's going to be like rushing in bloodthirsty. I just, that's right. <laughs> well, that's, what that's the fear. Maybe. Well, that's, that's, the fear. That's, that's the danger of breaking a film like a movie, a, a book like this into three films. Right. Is that yeah. you have to have a character arc in each film, and there has to be like a apotheosis moment at the end, a moment where the character has this major change. Right. And... If you take a book as small as The Hobbit, you have to build that in. So in the first movie, when Bilbo saves the dwarf, right, they already like that. That's their moment. a third of the way through the book, roughly, give or take. Like now, where does Bilbo go from here? He has to develop again. And I know he has to do it again. Right. And so does so does Thorin, and so does all the other characters yeah. that are you know. There's just no room for that in, a, in the book. They have to expand and they have to create these other. I said situations. From the beginning that they they could have done it in two movies. Um, they could have they could have done it in one, but two I would have been I would have accepted because I got to the the end of the second one, and I was just like my mind going through the book. I'm like, what's left? They're gonna do a whole movie of that? Because right. like they could have just done two longer, a bit longer movies. And I think it would have been fine. Just cut out all the stuff they added. There's so many questions. It, I mean, in the second movie, I just I was like, okay, well, these these few dwarves have just almost destroyed the dragon. They've almost yeah. destroyed the dragon, but yet and never being haven't being been in their home for years and years oh, and years. Oh, yeah. But when the dragon attacked the first time, the whole place was filled with dwarves, and they couldn't stop the dragon at that point. I, don't, I, I, I guess what? maybe they were caught a little bit by surprise, but yeah. but yeah, uh, okay. But it was a fortress, so they should have. They were warriors. They should have been. Yeah, yeah, it was these things that that just I, threw it all. I think off. a little bit that they were supposed to be fat and happy, like spoiled uh, with their riches, and I don't know. I think okay. that's what he was getting at. Jay, you haven't said anything. You got any? Uh, oh, that's because I like the Hobbit movies. <laughs> that's, why we're, that's why we're doing most of the talking because I actually. Yeah. From the yeah, and I love the Hobbit, the book, and yeah. I love Lord of the Rings, and I'm reading it again for like the fifth time now. Um, but it's it's completely separate separate story in it's my mind. Fantastic. I just I have to completely to divide it, it and separate it, and it yeah. it doesn't mess with my reading of the book. I still see Thorin the way that I saw him when I read it. 
right. versus uh, I don't see the movie character. It just it, they haven't they haven't uh, encroached on each other in my mind. But it's uh, a good point to, yeah. to separate the two. Yeah. But but it, it is going to ruin that for the kids. I well, mean, that's you're what right this there. is all about. It's, 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 it's true. The kids are going to go see this, and now they're going to be like, well, yeah. you know, how come Bilbo didn't yeah. do that? Like when movies he... that did that for me where I saw the movie, and then when I read the books, it, they were, it was just the movie characters. It was like Harry Potter. Sure. Right? As soon as I saw Harry Potter, oh, I mean, yeah. every book that I read Harry Potter, I saw Daniel Radcliffe right. as Harry every single time. That's going to happen to them. <laughs> so that's a yeah. bummer. Because you've kind of lost this, this gentle little story. Yeah. Anyway, I'll stop. No, it's okay. Thank you for listening to me. Yes, you'll have another chance. Next week. Because the movie will be out oh, in I the can't fall, wait. and we'll talk again when it comes out. I'm sure you'll see it, and we'll talk about how much you hate it. it. Um, okay, um, that's, there's a lot more Comic-Con stuff to talk about, I'm sure, but we're going to have to move on because we have a lot more to cover before we get to our movie review. Just to go through it quick, theaters, as we pointed out, Guardians of the Galaxy hits theaters August 1st. That's Friday for us. For you, it's probably last Friday. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another movie which I think is great in trailer, probably going to suck on the screen. Uh, I will probably yep. go see it. The more I it. think about it, the more I think you're right. <laughs> I think I'm going to end up seeing it, but I, I'm not. I'm not optimistic. I might not. The Giver, which is based on a, a young adult book, August 15th, and Sin City: A Dame to Kill for August 22nd. So that's that's basically rounds out our summer, which kind of sucks because the summer's over. Just or say it's though, coming to an end with Ninja Turtles. A movie doesn't have to be good for your kids to love it. Yeah, yeah. right. Like if you think right. back uh, for me when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like Three Ninjas was an awesome movie. You loved <laughs> right, it. right. It's sure. a terrible movie. It's so bad. Like, but, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes true. you know they just they're into it. That's so. true. Um, you never yeah, know. and that's why we exist. You know, right. to uh, to talk talk about the things that we have to put aside for our children. And, and in this case, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and The Hobbit are two of those things. Um, DVD, The Batman Assault on Arkham DVD comes out, and Muppets Most Wanted come, both come out on August 11th. Video games, we talked about Madden and FIFA last time, and Destiny last time. Um, they also announced Assassin's Creed Unity for October 28th, for those Assassin's Creed lovers. That's coming out. So let's, let's talk, let's move into our next segment, which is a new segment featuring a young prodigy, an up-and-coming oh. future nerd parent, someday maybe. Um, but as of right now, she's only 13, and her name's Emily, and she is a fan of the show and has asked if she could provide a kid perspective on nerd culture. So she recorded this for us, and we're going we're gonna to play it and talk a little bit about her attitude. And if you like Em, we're going to continue to uh, include her each week or each two weeks, whatever we do this on the podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to Emily's uh, recording. Listeners. I am a fangirl. My real name is Emily, and I was privileged to be given a segment on LXP to talk to you guys about random stuff going on in the nerd and fandom world. It's kind of like nerd news, but basically me, a younger person, sorry, but you guys are old compared to me, a younger person talking about my opinion on stuff. Now, I was going to talk about all the new movies coming out, but the guys, thanks a lot, guys, basically covered everything I was going to say. So I realized how an original movie, if you heard about it twice, I did manage to find some different stuff to talk about, thankfully, so just um, bear with me on this, okay? On the 23rd, it was the 75th anniversary of the comic book The Dark Knight, which 75 years this comic book's been out. That's really impressive. But I think a lot of people underestimate the age group of people who read this comic book because I went to one of the events for Batman Day, and it was basically for small children. And small children don't read the comic books. I mean, this has some violent stuff in it, so if people assume eight-year-olds are reading this, they need to get their priorities checked, because that would be wrong. But, uh, yeah. 
On the 22nd, one of the stranger world record attempts at the University College of London, which I swear everything cool happens in London, a group of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle fans tried to gather the largest ever group of Sherlock Holmes cosplayers and put them into one room. It's a room full of Sherlock. That's a lot of Sherlock's. You might say it's sure crowded. Gosh, that was lame. Anyways. <laughs> By attempting, I'm guessing they didn't break the world record, which makes me wonder why someone would even set a word world record for that. Like, really, who wakes up one morning and says, I'm going to stuff a room full of Sherlock cosplayers? Crazy people. That's who. Anyways, this event was held to help restore and convert the former home of Conan Doyle by, like, raising money. That's pretty cool. Go along with Sherlock Holmes' thing. Season 4 of Sherlock has been confirmed. Not only that, but they're making a new Sherlock special, which will begin shooting in 2015. Really? How much longer does this fandom have to wait? We waited two years for season 3, which is only three episodes, so how much longer for season 4? I feel like Amy Pond waiting for the doctor. Jeez. Now, on to more important issues and matters, despite the fact the guys already talked about this, have you heard Marvel Comics announced that the new Thor comics, Thor is supposed to be, wait for it, a freaking girl. Literally. Most Marvel comic book fans are freaking out about this. One side likes the change, and the other, well, not so much. And I think I agree with them. Thor was one of the original Marvel characters. They can't just change his gender after so long of being a male. I mean, what is he thinking? <sighs> I mean, they can change Loki's gender because he's like a magical freaking fairy, so he can do whatever he wants. But you can't mess with Thor. Chiz is going to go down. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope to be back for the next episode, and this is Fangirl, signing off. Okay, well, Fangirl, if you want to come back, you got to not call us old. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, that is no way to get invited back to somebody's house. You call she them said old. She no offense, so. Yeah, well, you can attach no offense to anything to no, try no, to get out of offending somebody. No offense. So you but I call you guys old all the time. I know. Oh, yeah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> He's just hoping to outlive us and take over the podcast in like 60 years. Um, thank you. Thank you, Emily. Girl. Thank so we'll you. make sure we call you Fangirl from now on. You had some funny jokes in there, some good lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm a little surprised that a young lady is angry about Thor being a woman. I thought she'd feel that you know, girl power thing, like you know, well, the diversity that Marvel's yeah. trying to show by making Captain America be Valkyrie. an African-American and... Yeah. yeah. Valkyrie, what about Valkyrie? Exactly. Like, well, Thor was a... I mean, this has been brought up many, many times on the, online. Thor was a frog for a while, so him being a girl is not the worst incarnation of this character. I think the question is, will Marvel stick with that? Are they? Is this just no. like a no. you know, quick, let's get some it. people to buy our comic grab kind no. of thing? And then Is Chris Hemsworth going to be in drag, though? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that... Some people might want to see that. No, this is typical comic book, though. They do this all the time. Yeah. Like, they killed Superman. They Spider-Man killed was, Captain uh, America. Was, um, they changed his, his ethnicity. All right. Sure. Well, they. But actually, then it went yeah. back. It's it's not. They do this all the time. They just it's parallel things. They like to. Is that the college reboot. years when he wanted the affirmative action? Yeah, right? maybe this. <laughs> I think it's kind of it's it's funny because it's uh, you know he's he's a mythical you know Thor is a mythical character and in all the old myths they were always you know someone would get jealous and turn someone into something yeah. or. 
or you know, I don't know. Well, what maybe that's be. the storyline. That could be the storyline. Yeah. No, actually, the story, from what I understand, is that Thor, for some reason, loses the ability to, to take his hammer. He is no longer worthy of it. And a woman, a different person. <laughs> he keeps happening to him. He's, no, he's not worthy, he's so he has to be a woman. not worthy, and a, a woman, a woman that is... That's an awesome lesson. It's hear. similar to the Beta Ray Bill um, storyline. If anyone knows, Beta Ray Bill is a, he was an alien that, that grabbed Thor's hammer, and he also was worthy. And he became a version of Thor called Beta Ray Thor um, to use it to defend his people. So it's possible. Captain America picked up the hammer once. Anyone that's worthy can lift it. Um, Beta so this Ray is Bill. Beta Ray Bill. He's that he's an alien. Stupid. It's actually not terrible. <laughs> sounds related I to Captain America. I can buy, but Beta. Ray he was just Bill. a noble alien trying to defend his race, and he oh, was able to pick up Thor's hammer. He didn't want to relinquish it because he needed it, and Odin ended up giving him an own, his own fish? version of the hammer, um, so that he could keep the power. Anyway. That's kind of what happens here. Thor loses the ability to use his own hammer, and someone else picks it up. A woman that has be it be she worthy or he worthy, she's able to. Which is what happened in the first Thor. movie. He lost the ability right. until so he, he was worthy again. He, yeah, he keeps screwing up. He's just being <laughs> like a an typical asshole guy. and losing his ability <laughs> to be cool. So thanks, Em. Um, we'll hear from you again next time. Um, so let's move into family time. What do you guys? Did you guys do with your kids this week or last two weeks? Since last we spoke, I got nothing geeky but um finally got my son riding the bike which was um yeah really super excited about that's fantastic and it was very hallmark moment but the parts leading up to it were were not like that's the part they leave out like all the crying and whining and it was more of an effort on my part than than his it was completely crazy anyone who hasn't got their kids on a bike yet uh be warned (laughs) But it was completely fulfilling and satisfying in the end, as most of parenting is. <laughs> it's hard, but it's so. That's that awesome. Was nothing really geeky, but um, huge moment for us. Cool. On the same vein, I got my son jumping off the diving board at the pool. They have which a is pretty board? cool. Yeah, they banned yep, most of a those. springboard too. Like one really? of the ones you can oh, jump wow. and go flying on. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. They, they have and, pulled uh, out most of those. Yeah, yeah. That's most crazy. places, I was I was pumped to find a place with one. But um, yeah, got him. He's jumping on it, off it. Uh, surprised us like crazy because he uh, he wanted to swim to the side himself, which he uh, cool. is just starting to swim. He just turned five, and he's doing a little bit of a doggy paddle. But he was not by any means able to swim at all. But uh, we decided to give him a shot. I stayed in the water so I could just jet over if he was starting to to drown himself. But uh, he jumped in, recovered, and swam to the side. It took him like five minutes, and there was Did a big line on the diving on? board. No. Really? Just, yeah, it was That's awesome. Impressive. Just swimming. Wow, cool. And, uh, but the thing is, it's scary as, it's scary as hell because now he's super confident <laughs> and wants to kill himself every time he's at the pool. Like, he doesn't get the concept that you go down and you don't come up, you're done. <laughs> so so he, he's all about going to the deep end. Um, you know, we've had a lot of talks with him. We keep our eyes on him constantly. Like, he's not in the water unless we're with him. But I'm hoping, uh, you know, a few more weeks of swimming and, and he'll be all set. Uh, I taught him the dead man's float. So if he gets tired, yeah, just do yeah. a dead man's float. And he's got that down. Um, not that that's a replacement for watching him, but just, you know, just in case. Uh, so overall, that's pretty cool. The other, the other uh, thing is with Kendall, she's 11. She's been starting to get a little she's starting to push the limits with the music listening to really bad music and stuff 
So we have to deal really with that. Really bad. It's really bad. Like, oh. you don't like Justin Bieber in your house? No, really no, no. No, like uh, bad words and adult <clears throat> concepts. She oh. has no idea. It's, it's completely self-censoring. She doesn't know what they're saying, but it's still completely not okay, right? But she doesn't know that. She played a song for me the other day in the car, and it, it just had some bad content in it that she had no idea was bad. And uh, I think she was doing it just to see if she could get away with listening to that. Like, if she listens to it with me... Then she can go listen to it all she wants by herself, and she can just say, "Well, I listened to it with you." So it's mm-hmm. it's a tricky time because she listens to her music on YouTube, you know, jumps around YouTube. She's eleven. It's it's a tough gray area on whether your kid should be on YouTube with free reign. Yeah, um, the right. great thing is she is very. She's either. <laughs> She's either very good at, at making sure she doesn't go to appropriate things because she'll come out and show us if she came across something bad and be like, look, I came across this. I just wanted to let you know. That's good. Um, yeah, unless she's just playing us. Who knows? I don't think she <laughs> I, is. My, she's a good kid, but you never know. Yeah. The, the thing that is she knows that I'm a programmer and I tell her I can get to anything and I'm going to check every once in a while. I, I yeah. don't, but, but it's interesting. I'm going to have to... Uh, we're, well, we have to now broach that topic with her about, you know, we tell her you keep, there's reasons why we don't want you listening to adult things. You know, it's not because we don't want you to know about them. Yeah. We just want to make sure your brain's developed. You're going to end up be having an unhealthy view on these things. It's kind of a difficult concept. I don't know if she gets it, but we try to talk to her about it, so we'll see. But that is, that that is, is something we're going to have to deal with over the next, you know, near future is... <laughs> Going on YouTube and finding inappropriate videos Especially with subtitles. You, Thanks. It's easy if you don't like the music and you're like, this is just trash. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if that you would actually be, like that the music. be harder? Like, you have to separate your own preference from yeah, your kids. For me, because I don't like any of this music. I don't like any of this music. The F bomb is in there. You can't listen to that. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for swearing. You know, But I also don't know who any of these people are, which is like, great, now I'm an old man. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. Yes, oh, the old man. Relatively. Yeah, and then 15 minutes of age. <laughs> a minute ago, he was calling us old. Now he's old. Yeah. Well, that's my family time. All right. So. Uh, one thing stands out, and we just, uh, summer is just crazy. It's uh, lots of, lots of, lots of time. There's 104 days of summer vacation. That's right. Bringing that up brings us to Phineas and Ferb oh, Star Wars. Summer. What a fantastic, fantastic episode. They they really they they wrote this so well. They they basically so without said. giving any spoilers away to Hoff. I know he hasn't seen it yet, and he's a do they blow up the Uber. Death Star? What's that? Do they blow up the Death Star? <laughs> they do blow up the Death Star. <laughs> oh, what a spoiler! Oh, and, and walnuts. Thirty year spoiler. Okay, and walnut. I have no but idea. What that means. The way <laughs> they wrote right. it was fantastic. They it was exactly the same story. It just happened around the the first episode, which is oh, not the first episode. The Fourth, fourth episode, and uh, it's it's just so well done, and the characters really work well with the original characters. Cool. So uh, if you get a chance, check that out. Phineas and Ferb is a good cartoon if you're an adult too. Yeah, like it's a good cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they throw in a lot of a lot of talk about Jar Jar. They talk they talk a lot about um, you know. Um, I think they, they talk about IT professionals, which is kind of interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah, they bring up a lot of stuff. And um, and who shot first was what uh, I think G-Man and I yeah, were talking right. about Oh, beforehand. that's a hot topic. It, it, it I, I, I equated it to 
Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead from a literary perspective. If you haven't ever seen the play or read it, um, oh, yeah, in Hamlet, there's two characters named Rosencrantz and Guildenstern who have their minor characters are friends of Hamlet's from school who you know end up in the middle of all this. They end up dead in the play. Spoiler alert from the 1600s. Oh. Um, and they there was a play written um, a little a little more recently called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead, where those two characters are the main characters, and the Hamlet happens around it. So oh. none of the none of the elements of Hamlet change. Um, it's just that what happens when they're not on stage is the other premise of the play. These, these two characters. There's a movie made about it and everything. Um, that's kind of what happens here. Like the Star Wars turns as normally would, and you get to see moments from the film in this cartoon but all this other stuff is happening with Phineas and Ferb and all those characters that impacts but doesn't change it just kind of helps along the Star Wars plotline it's really clever very well done I agree I enjoyed it I watched it with my son and he didn't get it but I did so that was cool (laughs) my kids loved it they they both were, were just glued to the TV I'll watch it as soon as possible. Really good cartoon. I love Phineas cool. and Ferb. Doofenshmirtz is, is the man. And uh, for me, other than that, we just you know went to the beach a couple of times swimming. I was away for a week at a training, so I didn't get as much done this week as I wanted to with my son. So next week we are away um, on vacation, so I'll have more to talk about next time, I think. The one thing I wanted to bring up, actually, I forgot to mention it um, when we last recorded, is I saw this great documentary on Amazon Prime Streaming. If you have Amazon Prime and you can stream, it's called um, I Know That Voice. It's a documentary oh about God. voiceover actors. I love that. It's produced by, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking on his name and it's a shameful thing for me to do, but the guy who does the voice of Bender. Oh, um, I don't know his name. But uh, he, he does produ- Jake the Dog in Adventure Time. He does too, Jake right? the Dog yep. in Adventure Time. Uh, I'm going to get his name I'm here in fascinated a by this. I, I, this John DiMaggio. Like right John DiMaggio. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and it has tons of voice actors, like Mark Hamill is interviewed mm-hmm. in it because he does the voice of the Joker, and it's just all about the art of being a voiceover actor for cartoons and animated features, and and even like live action CGI type stuff. It's fascinating, funny. I really enjoyed it, and if you're into animation at all, particularly in the last twenty years of animation, I encourage you to check it out. Um, it's if you have Amazon Prime again, again, it's called um, I Know That Voice. So I'm definitely checking that yeah, out. I really every good. time I watch an animated feature, I'm trying to guess the voices. Yeah, it's really good. And you wouldn't, you know, some of the faces of the people that they show are like, mm-hmm. really, that guy does the voice of this person, or that woman does the voice of this person. Um, really great if you're if you're an animation fan. I probably so, know all the actors. I didn't see. I don't think I saw any other films. I, I saw quite a few the last time, but I didn't see anything new. Anybody else? Yeah, I went. To, I can't talk about it on a family podcast too much, but I went to my first uh, showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, cool! Have you ever heard of that? Oh, it's <laughs> like a big cult family. <laughs> yeah. I mean, family. Oh. A big cult follow. Has a big up? cult following. Did you wear fishnets? That's no, I didn't dress know. up, but a lot of people did, uh, and it was interesting. Yep. Wh- which one was it? Uh, it was the RKO Army, was it? Yes. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that are in there. Yeah. Shout out to my buddy JD, my former student teacher. He's in the RKO Army. Oh, nice. Cool. Yep. I went up to where were we? Foxborough, and went to that on Friday night, I think. Yeah, it was I something. I did that around <laughs> Halloween. I didn't realize it was like any time. They, they do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. They do like um, they do Firefly episodes, Buffy, and and Buffy episodes, yep. oh, cool. and a few other things. Every now and then they do something at uh, Cinema World. 
cool. or something. It's it's a and they do a lot of charity work, I believe. They have uh, they're affiliated with the local um, Alliance Rebel Alliance or whatever it is. The guys that dress up like stormtroopers and oh, the five hundred first, five yeah, five hundred first. So they do a lot of good work locally too. Cool. So. Cool. If you're in the New England area I'm and you can see the RKO Army performing, make sure you get out to see it. They do a good show. Anybody else got anything? Family? Any adult time? Stuff you did without the kids? Mm. Nope. Not that much. Yeah. We went down to the beach down at Cape May. That was a lot of fun. Lots of swimming. Lots of good times. So let's move on, finally, once and for all, to the LSP yeah, Classic Film Review. Um, now, this is one... On a personal level, it is, again, like the Goonies, near and dear to my heart. When I was a kid, I had the movie poster hanging in my room, prized possession, which I no longer possess. Um, The Princess Bride, um, September 25th, 1987 was the original release date. And, you know, directed by Rob Reiner, starring Carrie Elwes, introducing Robin Wright, who would go on to a really great career. Mandy Patinkin, Chris Sarandon, Andre the Giant, Christopher Guest. Uh, and a number of others as well. Um, classic film, adventure, and romantic film from the 80s. The plot synopsis, classic fairy tale with swordplay, giants, an evil prince, beautiful princess, and yes, some kissing as read by a kindly grandfather. And we're going um, to play a quick clip, and then we're going to hear Fonz's son give us a synopsis of this. So let's okay. start with a clip of Princess Bride. I'll beat you as a pot. I'll take you both together. I guess not very long. Why won't my arms move? You've been mostly dead all day. We have Miracle Max make a pill to bring you back. Who are you? Are we enemies? Why am I on this wall? Where's Buttercup? Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Buttercup is Mary Humperdinck in a little less than half an hour. So all we have to do is get in, break up the wedding, steal the princess, make our escape. After I kill Count Rugen. It doesn't leave much time for dilly-dallying. You just wiggle all your finger. That's wonderful. I've always been a quick eater. Um, so let's hear from Fonz's son, Luke, who's going to give us his take on the film. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. About to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, we're here to talk about The Princess Bride. Did you like the movie? Yeah. Really? Why'd you like it so much? Kind of liked it because it was a little gross. It was a little gross. Why was it a little gross? The huge mutant rat. <laughs> the rodents of unusual size? Yeah. That was gross. What else was gross? How they kissed. Oh, you didn't like that. No, I didn't. Neither did the guy in the movie, right? Neither the little boy in the movie. He didn't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your favorite character in the movie? I forgot his name. What did he do? What he, did... Went, he went all sword crazy. He went sword crazy. Was it was it Inigo? Inigo Montoya? No. No? Who what? The other guy. Who was it? Wesley? Yeah, Wesley. Or the Dread Pirate Roberts? No. No, Wesley. Wesley. You liked it? He was Wesley. Yeah. What about, did you like Fessig, the giant? Yeah. Yeah, why? Because he was super strong, and he kept helping that weak guy. He <laughs> just smashed right through the door with his hand. Oh, he kept helping who, Inigo? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So, would you watch the movie again, you think? Yeah. Did anything scare you? I noticed your brother was a little scared of the rats, the giant rats. Mm, nothing really scared me. No? What about when he was being tortured by the machine? Did that scare mm. you? You think he was well, gonna... Well, maybe the rats, but... The rats were a little scary? Yeah, a little. Yeah. What scared you the most about the fire swamp? The rats... 
the lightning sand, I think it's the lightning sand, or the fire spurts there. Which would you be most afraid of? The rats. Yeah, the rats, definitely. Okay. And uh, what do you think about, about Princess Buttercup? Did, what? Did you think she was pretty? Yeah. Yeah, know. you did? Yeah. Was she funny? Not so much. Not so much? Were you bored at the parts where she was on, talking to the prince? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Parts a little dull. I'm glad you liked it. I, um, it's one of my favorite movies. Did you, did you like the grandfather and the little boy? Yeah. Yeah. I liked how the little boy kept interrupting about the kissing. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. I know uh, Alex liked it, but he had to go to bed a little early, right? Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. There you go, right from the horse's mouth, or Luke's mouth, as the case may be. So another successful screening. Yeah, he loved it, I think. He, he, I tried to get him to, uh, he got a little embarrassed every time Buttercup came on the screen. <laughs> and a little bored at the same time. He'd get embarrassed, then he'd walk away, or he'd well, you know, talk to me about Minecraft, or something <laughs> like that. But all the fighting scenes he loved, all, oh, the, yeah. uh, all the monster scenes, the eels. We didn't even talk about the eels on that, the shrieking eels. Oh, yeah. Um, he liked uh, Inigo a lot. You know, just what we expected, and uh, it's, it's a great... It's a great story, great movie for, for kids. I think Hoff and I were talking, we're saying right around, right around eight, nine years old because it, yeah. it really, because it's think it's it was, like custom formed for for yeah. Fred Savage was right yeah. right in there, right yeah. right in that Just, age. So it was, it was really easy. The kissing, yeah, same reaction <laughs> yeah. in the movie. So yeah, it was like form fitted for that age bracket. Yeah, you know, like you mentioned. Um, Alex had to go to bed early. Yeah, he got my younger bored. daughter. She she liked it, you know, but like a four year old does, they're just splitting around, you know, doing her thing. Right. Half paid attention. So yeah, we ended up splitting it into two nights because um, in the middle of the movie, he just lost interest and wanted to go to bed. So we went to bed, and then the next night picked up. So he really liked the he really liked two parts of the movies. the The first part was uh, the sword fight. Um. The battle with the giant, mm-hmm. and then the battle of wits. The sword with... fight with Wesley and Inigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Okay. Sorry, yeah, I should have. But uh, the taking on the three of them and besting each oh, one. Oh yeah. Uh, that part he liked, and the well everything from when they get in the castle on, he he kind of enjoyed too. So he enjoyed the end of the movie. Um, but it's funny. I, I was thinking as we were watching the movie, I must have seen this movie. Well, I don't know how to explain it. I've probably seen the first half of this movie. Like eighty times, and the second half of this movie five. <laughs> I feel as a kid. I feel as a kid. Like we we would always put it on, and we'd always watch it up until uh, the point where where Wesley and Buttercup uh, reunite, and then just I don't know, lose interest and turn it off or something. But we just watched the beginning of the movie all the time, and didn't finish it. I suppose. But uh, I remembered watching the end of the movie, but not close to as vividly as the first half of the movie. I could see why. I think that whole that the banter between Wesley, Inigo, Fezzik, and, and uh, Vizzini. Vizzini. There's no other movie where they yeah, once the Vizzini, dialogue was so good. In <laughs> when Vizzini dies, you, some of the, the hilarity goes away because he's just so ridiculously bad. <laughs> it's like over the top bad. Like, yeah. it's like inconceivably bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vizzini's the only guy that dies in this movie. Wesley dies and comes back to life, but He's the only one who dies and stays dead. He's the only one that Wesley Tyrone kills. Does, he? What? 
Uh, oh, Tyrone right, Tyrone. Well. I forgot. Yeah, the Count Rugen. Yes, yeah. you're right, you're right. But where's Diego the dies one? after the movie ends from yeah. his multiple wounds. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah. You get a <laughs> his wound to the stomach probably did him in. Yeah, that, that would kill a person that. today. <laughs> Forget back in medieval times. But yeah, the only person that, that Wesley kills is... is, uh, is um, Nope. Does he kill him or does he kill himself? Oh, true. He killed himself. He poisoned well, himself. He, well, he poisoned him. Well, he doesn't kill himself. He poisons himself. He poisons but he himself. kills Vizzini. The poison his... kills him. He doesn't kill Inigo. He doesn't kill Fezzik. He could have. I remember but he that only scene. Kills... But, yeah. I remember that scene as a, I mean. ch- as a child blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you only <laughs> think. That was the smartest thing I've ever seen anyone do. Like, all I want to do is be as smart as that one, <laughs> as that guy in that situation. I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brains. You're that smart. Let me put it this way. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Morons. <laughs> Wallace Shawn, the great Wallace Shawn. Oh, he yeah. also does the voice yeah, of the, the, uh, the, the dinosaur in the Toy Story trilogy. He's amazing. And, and I, I think it's, it's still a moment after having seen this film a million times over the past 20, 30 years, however long it's been out. That I laugh every time Wallace Shawn dies. Oh, yeah. When his character yeah. stops laughing, <laughs> it just falls out of frame. It's 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 hysterically funny. Never mess with a Sicilian. Yeah. When death <laughs> is on the line. line. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's so quotable. I mean, we still quote well, this, it. Yeah. I, I don't even know how many times I've watched it, but I've quoted it a billion times. Oh, yeah. I mean, although... It, You've fallen victim to one of the classic blunders. <laughs> the first is never oh, get involved in, in a land, land war in Asia. Asia. The second, lesser known... Never go in against a Sicilian. Yeah, I, I love. It. I mean, I like. I said, I'm a huge. I'm a huge fan. Um, these, this is the kind of film, The Goonies, this movie, Dark Crystal, the films that we're talking about that inspired this podcast for me personally. That that I, I want to find a way to get this into my son's life. Oh, absolutely. You know, and again, I bring it up every time. He's young. He doesn't get it. He loved the sword fighting. He sat next to me, riveted during that part. Yeah, you know, that was one of my son's favorites. He the, was really into the, the Wesley, the music, um, and the banter of the characters. And the, interestingly, the banter. as a master of literature, which uh, I must bring up on every podcast, every podcast, the char- the the uh, sword down. fighters that they talk about when they're fighting each other, Capoferro and uh, Agrippa. He says. He must have studied his Agrippa. These are all real sword fighters. That's a, a, a very strong area of study in literature is these manuals that were written in the medieval times about proper sword fighting. And these are all guys that actually did write these manuals back in the day, not necessarily what they're doing in, during those battles. But I mean, I just, it, it's one of those little details about the film that I appreciate now because I go, I wonder, yeah. what, what the hell are they talking about during that scene? You look it up, you put the... You know, I put the subtitles on and I look up those guys. And these are guys that I read when I was studying medieval literature because it's a part of being a gentleman is knowing how to sword fight properly. And that's what these two guys they are. They were They're very gentlemen. civil to each other. Yeah, yeah, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all kind of connected. And I also love – another thing I love about this film, you guys can tell me what you think, is a fair attention to continuity with little things. For example, when Inigo is fighting Count Rugen and he slashes Count Rugen's face – yeah. Each shot of Count Rugen, the blood is a little further down. Each time you look Did at Nico, that, the blood yeah. from the stab wounds gets greater. The, the blood stain is bigger and bigger. Like this, it seems like for some of those elements, there's a very strong focus on continuity. Like for example, another thing I noticed when Wesley's fighting Andre or Fezzik, he at one point he rolls under him. His back is still in the next scene is still covered with dirt. 
Like, these are little things that I, you know, having watched the movie a million times, I start to notice. Like, he really likes, like, make sure his back has dirt on it because he was just in the dirt a minute ago. So it has to, like, these are little elements, like, that I think show a real craft of The guy of actually grew a sixth finger. Yep. They actually, <laughs> Christopher Guest had a sixth finger sewn yeah. on because he's a method actor. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's me because it's, you know, one of those things you watch a movie a hundred times, you start to notice every little detail. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. So any other comments about the film? I mean, Under the Giant was awesome. How, how was Under the Giant not in more movies? I know, seriously. He, he was he, so awesome. He, he was, passed away. Yeah. But not much longer after this he died. Oh, really? I mean, let's find out. Maybe you guys keep talking. I'll look 24 cases of wine a day. Oh, my God. <laughs> he died in 1993. The film came out in 87. Yes, so he died about six years later. Oh, okay. But he was, his health wasn't so great. In fact, um, if you look at the trivia on IMDb, you'll see that Andre actually couldn't do any heavy lifting. The scenes where Wesley's yeah. on his back, that's a stunt double for Andre. Oh. It's his back can... was hurting so much he yeah. couldn't do any of that stuff. He couldn't even hold Buttercup at the end. She was in a harness. Yeah, you when, can kind of tell, yeah. like if you look close. Yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't at his best at that time. I mean, he was suffering quite a bit, quite a bit. He yeah. had a lot of uh, a lot of medical problems by that point in his life, unfortunately. But he always said that it was the the greatest thing he'd ever done, you know, filmmaking wise, because he was in a couple of other movies here and there. He showed up, but he loved the experience. Yeah, um, he was hilarious. Yeah, he's great in it. Perfect choice for Fezzik. If you read the book, and we were talking a little bit. Um, about the book. It was written by um, William Goldman. Um, and the book actually dis- describes Fezzik as a smaller giant. Like, he's like, he's a runt of the giant clan. Oh, really? So, you imagine what the other giants look like. They're much bigger than he is. Um, what did you, uh, do other, other things? Let's talk for a couple more minutes about it. I mean, this movie deserves more time, I think. The whole scene with Billy Crystal. Marriage! Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. Yeah, the late, great Peter Cook as the impressive clergyman. Yeah, I noticed that at the end. That was funny. That's what he's described as in the book, and in fact, it's written phonetically just like that in the book. Yeah, that's... Mowage. Really? Yeah, it's written wow. Mowage in the book. Yeah. But this, I mean, I, the characters, this is character driven. It's, it's yeah. not only story fairy tale driven, but the characters, and it, it's down to the littlest ones. Like he, the gatekeeper. Like he was. Yep. Oh, oh this kid. You know, like, or the torturer. Bezik, the torturer. The white faced guy was someone else. Mel, um, Mel Smith. They didn't have she was to another do English comedian. They didn't yep. have to do that. They didn't have to yeah. have Billy Crystal and it. it yeah, Miracle doing, Max and. They didn't have to have that stuff. Every like, single they character specifically almost. You know what else though? Out like made each part a skit. Yeah. And it was it, it just worked right into the yeah. Movie. Th- but but there's like eleven characters. There's hardly anyone else on screen. It seems throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah, uh, true. I mean, I think I'm going on memory now. <laughs> didn't make well, a note of that. There is before. a big cast of like villagers, but they're just yeah, yeah, yeah but, but no. Yeah, but like then, in scenes, the, there were the sixty men. Yeah, sixty men. If I had a wheelbarrow, at least. that was hilarious. <laughs> I never noticed that as a kid either. That there were literally sixty men just standing there, yes. <laughs> just looking around. <laughs> like, why the are there sixty men standing outside line, the gate? Yeah. yeah, and they're all bored. <laughs> uh, why are we here? No way! I'll call the brute squad. I'm on the brute squad. You, you are, are the brute squad. <laughs> Yeah, classic. The, the lines from it. I mean, there's just there's there's so many of them. There's the ones it's, you quote from, and then there's even the smaller ones that. It's funny. It's like it's a Rob Reiner film. It's got all these great American actors, but 
all this great British influence too, and it's just a great meld of it. It it almost seems a little bit Monty Python, but it's a little bit Mel Brooks. It's it's just it's a great mix. I just it would make it was, an awesome play. I don't know. I was if just thinking that because they did oh, wow, that with the Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> that's the next musical Broadway. Get on it. Yeah, <laughs> it really would, the musical. Um, the one thing that uh, there were a few things I think that they're mentioning in terms of appropriateness for kids. Um, there is some blood, actual blood, yep. in this movie. There's some sword play where people get stabbed and they bleed. Yep. Um, so that's something to be aware of if you're concerned about violence. Um, this shrieking eel sequence, which we talked a little bit that about. That scared me. That's pretty, pretty scary. scary. Yeah. It's that was not probably the, the most scared they got in the whole thing. It's, you know, it's like a Jaws kind of moment when the thing comes at the camera. So, so that's a little frightening. Um, and there's there's some domestic abuse in this film. Remember when Wesley almost slaps Buttercup? Oh yeah. Right. He says, uh, "Next time my hand flies on its own, where I come from, there are there are penalties when a woman lies." Yeah. Yee, it's he a was, little bit. He uh, was pissed. Yeah, he was gonna smack her in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a little. They, it doesn't actually happen, but it's temp- it's teased that there's a possibility. Other things you thought maybe we should be. Uh, well, one thing I noticed was the female character was completely powerless through the entire movie and just completely uh, dominated yeah, by men the entire time, which it didn't bother me. I mean, it's traditional fairy it's tale tra- stuff. Yeah, that goes with the traditional um, part. But it might be worth talking about your daughter with. Just saying, you know, women aren't powerless princesses that are just two men fight over your destiny like that's that's not you have control yeah. over your own life you are not going to be in that position that's, hopefully I don't that's know, that's a tough nut with daughters in general because disney glorifies the princesses although i mean lately it's been yeah. a lot better with tangled and and the frozen where they're more independent but that's that's their niche. That's like what it's been, and and then I don't know if they're pushed towards it or they just gravitate towards it. Or, it's like I don't know. it's like film has just discovered that women are actually not helpless. I mean, <laughs> I think I think you can go back as far as as Alien in a way, you know, with well, Sigourney Weaver, Princess Leia, yeah, yeah, in the later yeah. films, and actually even in oh, even oh, the yeah, first one, she kind of takes command. So yeah. I, but I think it's in vogue she in the last help, ten or fifty, particularly in animated kids specific films. With like you said, Frozen and yeah. Tangled, and also it's been um, much better. What was the one with Merida? Brave, brave, brave. brave. You have female protagonists that are not just props for the right. males to handle. They're getting so. away from that. But it seems like they're not quite getting there yet. They're getting there, but they're not quite getting it. But yeah, I agree. You know, this comes from a, a different time. <laughs> yeah, way back. So fair enough. But yeah, I think yeah. in general, it's a great it's a great crossover film for uh, anyone who's kind of. Wanting to bring their kid up into into uh, and introduce them to a little bit of a little bit of that type you, know, you mentioned. There's a little bit of violence. There's a little bit of scary stuff. Yeah. There's a little bit of small, but it's just enough where you can kind of you can explain it. Yeah. And it's not yeah. it's not over the top. Yeah. But it's yeah. not it's not too too little kiddish either. Yeah. So it's a great and movie it's a for classic. That story you know there's a, a journey wesley goes missing yep. has to get his bride back true love is the theme throughout i think it's the classic theme that i like the most and when we we talk about these old movies this is what 87 yep i don't think i think it holds up really well sure does i oh, mean yeah, yeah the rodents you know he's obviously wrestling 
a rubber <laughs> you know, rat. Is that a guy in a suit? It's, I think yeah, it's, no, it it's definitely a was at one point. Okay. Yeah. It's so a guy that, in a you know, there's iffy, but then, you know, the fire swamp. The rest of the stuff is well, I think the fine. lightning sand is still, I don't know how that the hell one, they did that. Yeah, that's still He works. jumps down into the sand and disappears completely under yeah. the sand. Yeah, I was thinking moment. that, too. How did I was they thinking that, too. I was like, maybe time. they have strings, and I was like, the sand would fall down. I was like, maybe they had, like, a plastic saran wrap type thing holding it up and he jumps through but I was like then the sand would fall down like how did they do that <laughs> I don't know I don't how understand. they did it that's an amazing effect I still right. think it's an amazing effect so mo- most of the physical effects are stand up that's kind of my point mm-hmm. except maybe the rat it's but the rats I are still kind of creepy. The sword play oh, yeah. was, was... Luke was afraid of retro. Them. Well, it's funny. It's just like that whole... It, the stuff that they did stop motion and sometimes those... those rats. It was almost creepier mm. than when they do it in CG. Mm. It's almost... Because it, you have to use your imagination yeah. to make it real in your mind. And, and it's, it's just so much worse. And it's real. I mean, you actually are looking at a real guy in a suit or yeah. a real yeah. like, thing effect they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I remember as a like, kid, his arm being all bloody and it freaking me out. Oh really? Yeah. Well, he screams yeah. and it bites him. Yep, it screams, right. it bites him. I remember yes. it biting him. I remember and... thinking rabies. Ugh, you got to yeah, get right, some right. kind of yes. something yep. things. Rabies was big when we were small. The, the sword fight, and you were going to about to talk about. It. Do you yeah. want to say something about that? Because no, no, I, I just I just thought it was it it holds up really well too. I mean, on so many levels because it's classic. Like you can throw back to way before our time, um, Errol Flynn type stuff, and you're talking about the you know the. The classic teachers and all that stuff, but to sword fights now, where we see it mostly in Star Wars and things like that, but it's the flips and the you know it's it's the same exciting stuff. You know? Well, this th- I like this because it's not like those. Like you know what the hell's going on in the fight. Like the guys are both on screen. It's it's well lit. It's not like these fight yeah. scenes in twenty first century yeah, cinema it's where cut. it's like it's like all crazy super cuts and you don't know yes. who's punching who. Right. It's like two guys really you know that really, was choreographed and, and it yeah. was yeah and it's I think it's. A great sequence. It's also one of the best fight scenes where it isn't where it still has comical elements in it, yes. and it's funny, like it's the so gymnastics funny. move that he does, and some of the flips and this and that. Like it was obviously uh, not made to be a hundred percent real, but it had great elements. It was still it was a great fight scene that wasn't a one hundred percent trying to be real fight scene. Because usually when they don't try to be a hundred percent real. The entire fight scene falls apart and just yeah. doesn't stand on its own. This but, it, you know, aside from the banter, like that one scene you're talking about, Inego grabs the pole and does this really cool move to get his sword. And then Wesley does like three flips and, you know, <laughs> right, totally right. outdoes him. It's like my son had a good reaction to that. It's just, he was impressed with the first one. And the second one happened. He's like, whoa. <laughs> um, what's he doing? Yeah, what yeah. the heck? So that it was fun. You know what's funny about that fight and the fight with the... Is it, it's Fezzik, right? I'm saying that right. Um, as opposed to what happened with Vizzini. There was a, a good sportsmanship. There was, yeah. there was a respect. Yeah. Remember when he was going to kill Inigo and he said, are you going to kill me? He said, I would rather destroy a stained glass window than an artist like you. Mm. I mean, and, and, and then when they get to Vizzini, he's kind of just like... He doesn't have any respect he at was all. Such he just a jerk. Yeah, he just throws it in his face. But th- these are all Wesley's enemies here, or the Dread Pirate at the time. Right. Uh, it was his enemies here, but he still they still had this kind of banter and and uh, and respect for each other and good sportsmanship. And I think uh, I think Fezzik says it. He's like, I didn't have to miss. I, I wanted to face you man to man. You know, no weapons, no. And it was kind of, that's kind well, of well. That a, was kind of the introduction that these guys weren't all bad. Yes. The, Vizzini was. He was doing it. They were doing a job. 
Yeah, they were just doing a job. Right, and, right. you know. And that's why they lived, because they weren't all exactly. bad. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. 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 And Luke did mention that. He said, oh, did he kill him? You know, when he, he strangled uh, Fezzik. Yeah. He said, did he kill him? I said, oh, no, he didn't. That he was important, too, because the kids get to like these guys as they're fighting. Mm-hmm. They, Fezzik, and we established that Luke's favorite was Inigo, so was Henry's. Yeah. I don't know if you got it from me, but I love Inigo, too. I mean... We well, got could you not? Yeah, I mean, we got to play the classic clip. Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. it. Go yeah. for it. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And I've I never mean, liked Mandy Patinkin in anything else. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I love I, him in this, and I've I, never I, liked I him in Homeland. any other. He's a fantastic actor. He was never funny again. In anything he ever did that I know of, I know he's talented and I know he's like great. But this, you're right in the other this is, shows. This is how he will cool. live on for me forever. Yeah, he yeah he'll always be young with long hair and a, yeah, in a Spanish accent. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's 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 great, and I agree. Yeah, but, the characters are set up to be you know. He lets he like sends the rope down to Wesley with some rest. They have yeah. a conversation. Are you sure you're ready? I suppose you could spin things yeah, up. Yeah, suppose you could spin <laughs> things up. That's it's great. And and you know he says, "Who are you?" No one. Yeah, who are you? He was just so. I must know. Get used to disappointment. There's right? <laughs> great little moments in this. The, yeah. the other thing that made me love him is that he had his own quest, and my son had the same reaction as I did when I first watched it. When he gets the the, the knife in the gut, and you thought it was over for him, like. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> he was just like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to, you know, avenge his father. I'm like, he's watching. <laughs> it's not but over yet, kiddo. That was awesome. Like, I was like, his reaction. I'm like, that is so cool. And yet, I mean, so irritating. I'm it's like, oh, you want to see an eagle so irritated at his best, but yep. he's able to beat him even I'm though. Sorry, he father, I tried. I tried. Yeah. That in his speech was, you were like, oh my god, it really is over. Yeah. If the book is far more graphic, I mean, I'm sure Inigo actually cuts out Count Rugen's heart, as he should, and wow. Count Rugen no, dies of fright while he's doing it. Like he, you know, the scene where he says, um, uh, "It's a sound of ultimate suffering." My heart made that sound when my father oh, yeah, died. Yeah. Basically, he says, "You cut, you cut out my heart when you killed my father." So I'm going to do the same to you. Ooh. The book is more graphic. We talked a but little bit about it was the book. It's worth the way they did it. Offer you, me money. Offer me this. Yeah. Stuff. I want my father back. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only <laughs> oh, they line. swear there yeah. a little uh, bit. Huh? Just but the, bitch. the cool thing is, my son said, "I won't say that word." Like he recognized right away. He's like, "Yeah, that's a bad word." My daughter's listening to them all on YouTube, so all yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks for trusting me with this word, Dad. I won't. Let <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's funny you mentioned it uh, being a good introduction because I mean, with the sword fighting and the torture and the kissing and all that it's a great introduction for your kids before you start letting them watch game of thrones with you (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i think about 15 years (laughs) yeah no my kid watches game of thrones (laughs) why are you showing them on that note uh let's let's run down uh star ratings on this one oh god uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it five stars. Five plus, 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 plus. Is that plus. the most we can give? Is That's five? the most we can give. Is, is This is one of my all-time favorites. My son stuck around quite a bit. I'm going to say he'd probably give it about a three and a half to four stars from him. So. Cool. Um, five all around for both of us. This was, I think, the most perfect movie we've done for what our theme is to, the, to date. And mainly, I say that selfishly, for the seven-year-old son that I have. 
it it's we said it revolves around a seven eight nine year old kid whatever he is and the themes are just exactly what boys of that age don't yeah, like do like we didn't mention that this, the whole film is framed with a grandfather reading yeah. this to his grandson yeah. who is yeah. roughly what between eight and ten mm-hmm. years old probably yep. so that's that's another kind of inroad to this to this whole story I think for kids you know yeah granddad's read so, the book yeah fantastic for me right right I'll, I'll give that five stars uh, I agree with everything you said it's uh, like I said before it's a great it's a great crossover to uh, to more older kid themes and uh, the the effects still hold up today everything you said is, is perfect yep um, I loved it I'd, I'd give it a four and a half I have to reserve five for a certain movie a certain few movies I have in mind <laughs> but uh, four and a half up but for my kids, uh, three and a half. It just, it didn't do what Goonies does. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a Goonies, you know. So I'm gonna have to go with three and a half for that. My son lost interest in the middle of the movie. A few things like that. But I loved it. I think if he was a little bit older, it would have been. He's five. Right? He's five. Yeah. I think it would have been uh, better for us. All right. Um, so, uh, all right. Well, that'll wrap things up for episode four of the LXP podcast. Um, our next film will be the 1984 classic, The Last Starfighter, which is a little off the beaten path, I think. We've been, we've been handling fairly mainstream, pretty much you know, common remembered films from the 80s so far. This is one that I, I think less people will be familiar with. Yeah. Um, it has the distinction of being one of the first films to use CGI effects to an extended degree with the ships and the space battles. So um, if you can get your hands on it, you can, you can, I'm sure you can get it through Netflix and you can probably get it on iTunes. Um, it's, it's one that I really love. So I'm looking forward to revisiting this. Um, upcoming films following Last Starfighter, the podcast following that will be Willow. Ugh. Wonderful film. Can't wait to see this again with my son. And after that, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and go back to the old mainstream. We're going to go with E.T., the uh, blockbuster film, uh, which set the bar for aliens and kids or <laughs> whatever. You know, uh, what was that Zero movie that you guys just saw? The, the, the Earth to Echo. Echo. Earth to Echo. I call oh, it Zero. Right. Earth yep. to Echo movie, which can't possibly be thought of as anything other than another version of E.T. Um, so it's an inspirational film. So we're going to get to that in, in uh, you know four to six weeks when we get to the next podcast. We're open for suggestions. Yeah, too. and yeah, if you have a movie you want us to check out, please um, post it. And on that note, you can you can uh, follow us on Twitter at LXP Online at twitter.com. You can also check out our, our Facebook page, LXP, or League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Parents, on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, we also have a website, lxponline.com, which is in the final stages of being upgraded. We just got to look at uh, what the site could potentially look like from our good friend Hannah over at Splatopus Designs, who's been working on this for us. Thank you again, Hannah, Thanks for Hannah. agreeing to help us out with this. So when that site goes live, it should be hopefully soon, um, you're going to see something pretty amazing. It's, it's going to turn into something pretty and beautiful and nice to click. Um, so please Unlike take... Us. Yeah, not like us. <laughs> We're old, except for John, Eric, and Emily. Um, so please take the time... Uh, to visit us, uh, or you can email us at onlinelxp at gmail.com, and I believe that's all of our contact information. So uh, for the LXP podcast, this is G-Man signing off. Uh, this is Hoff signing off. This is Fonz. This is J.E. All right, make See sure you join you us next time when we post our next thing, and please make sure uh, that you are 
seeking out your true love because as Miracle Max says, true love is the most wonderful thing in the world. Thank you. Good night. They clearly said to blame. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>